Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports. Oh, this is so good. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one? Did they blow their butt yes, out? They blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't? The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the Radio.com app. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080TheFan.com. Hey, welcome, Hour 2. Miss anything from Hour 1. Podcast, 1080thefan.com, radio.com, radio.com app. You're just getting home, you're sitting in the parking lot, uh, sitting in the driveway, waiting to go in until we're done talking. Just walk inside and tell your smart speaker to play 1080 the fan, and we'll be right there in your home with you. Code red. And we can hear you too. It's fantastic. Use you your know, smart I'm speaker. Watch Norbit. You should watch Norbit, Marcus. Wow. Your, Just, your your drops killed my momentum there. Well, who's the best team in the NFL? Seahawks. Really? Yeah, probably. Look at you. Their defense is terrible. Did you see the graphic in last week's game? Yeah. That they hold now the NFL record for the most consecutive home games with allowing 25 or more points. Well, see, I don't get it, though. They got Jamal Adams, so adding one defensive player should just completely change how things are, right? Well, when he doesn't play, oh, it doesn't right. help. Um, <laughs> if he misses a week and a half, it doesn't doesn't really help. He is something else to watch. He's something else to watch, but that was totally from minute one once everybody found out they were getting Jamal Adams. That was totally the narrative. It was like, oh, they shored up the D. We're good. Well, and yeah. it's like, nah, it doesn't work like that. I can't imagine how bad the defense would be without him. How about that? 
Can we have that thing at least? Um, yeah, I would say the Seahawks at this point. I would throw out the Packers possibly just because the offensive okay. line looks so much better. Who won the Super Bowl last year? I think the Chefs. The Chefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are, you would say, among the best teams in the NFL? Uh, they are now. How on earth, if you're the rest of the NFL, this is very much like Cam Newton signing with the Patriots. How on earth do you let Le'Veon Bell sign with the Kansas City Chiefs? Dude, it's the Golden State Warrior factor. Yes, but he has to clear waivers. He, he, other teams have options to sign him. I know. The Jets are paying him $8 million this year, so he signs for the league minimum. How does the rest of the league not pay attention? Because for some reason, the rest of the league is actually taking a cue from the Jets, which is probably the worst decision you could possibly make. Now, this happens a lot, right? You have players that will either get released really strangely out of nowhere or they there's a forced trade or whatever sure. that happens. And that is supposed to be a cue for other teams to understand, okay, well, maybe we don't want to take a chance on this guy. Le'Veon Bell was in this situation, but it should have worked the reverse way, which is every team should have looked at it and gone, oh, well, it's the Jets, so obviously this is a perfectly great player who's probably motivated and wouldn't work on the Jets because the Jets are not motivated to complete or accomplish anything. And even if you got the Jets version and not the Steelers version of Le'Veon Bell, yeah. you're paying him a nickel a week. Here you go. Come out and play for us nothing for nothing because the Jets will be paying you for the rest of the season. He signs for the league minimum and gets paid by the team that released him. And let me say this. The only reason that I said the Seahawks before, because you make a very good point, the Chiefs still look really good. They yeah. do have one loss, but sure. they, they still look really good. And the Seahawks could have four losses <laughs> very yeah, they easily. Have four losses. But I will say that the one telling thing I found from this season was the uh, Chiefs game against the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert's first kind of start. Yeah. Um, but it was his first start yeah. with zero preparation. That's right. yeah. yeah, not kind of. Uh, yeah. But I found that to be a very telling game because I think that at a certain point, people are kind of catching on to what the Chiefs do. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they figured it out and they can beat them. It's just they're very aware of what the Chiefs do and what their MO is. It's just really hard to stop them when they have probably the best quarterback in this next decade, and he's going to remain the best quarterback in the next decade. And the one thing you can't allow is the best quarterback to have more weapons. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, seems, that's not good. Seems foolish. But I will say this there is kind of a factor with Le'Veon Bell that you have to think about. And I think this does happen sometimes with NFL teams, and I definitely know it happens with college teams is that when you get the new shiny toy, the really great player, the guy who kind of seems to have it all, what have you, your, your Christian McCaffrey's, your, yes, uh, yes. your Toby Gerhardt's, your, your whatever's. <laughs> what? I, I thought you were just going to list off white running backs. From Stanford? <laughs> your Ezekiel Elliott's. Oh, yeah, there you go. Anyways, uh, you they know, become can, enamored with them, and that's all they use. Yeah, and you try to base yeah. your offense around them, and to be quite honest... It's kind of easy to stop an offense when all you do is just base it off of a back because he sits back there and one of two things are going to happen. He's either going to get the ball or they're going to try to trick you and do play action and throw. And if they start to focus everything that they're doing on Le'Veon Bell, which 
I don't think they'll do because Andy Reid's smarter than that. Exactly. That's going to get tricky, and I feel like that's kind of been the case with Le'Veon Bell for the past couple of years is that that's how the Steelers used them. They were like, dude, this guy is so insanely talented. I, I'm just literally going to throw him into every single game plan that I have. And it ended up that he got incredible fantasy numbers. But to be quite honest, the Steelers wouldn't win by match a lot. No. It would always be well, really close games. In fairness, most NFL games are close games. Sure. There's, there's, not sure. A lot of, there's not a lot of teams that go and just rattle off, you know, 10-point victories every week in the history of the NFL. It doesn't happen. But in the last case that you have with the Jets, this is a situation that is so Jets, it's hilarious. Yes. It's the fact that they are the only organization or body of people on the planet that still believe Adam Gase is the best route for them going forward. Jamal Adams was highly critical of the coach, the organization, the team, everything. Le'Veon Bell was one of the guys that defended the Jets. And they just cut him. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's remarkable. Well, you know, it's the same thing that was going on too with uh with uh O'Brien and the Texans. Was yeah. that it finally took your franchise and Hall of Fame player, the guy who will literally be the face of your franchise once he retires for the rest of his life. Yep. To be like, look, this guy's an a-hole. I want him out. I'm <laughs> done with this. The fact that he that JJ Watt and Bill O'Brien got into an argument, like a really heated exchange during a practice. And then all of a sudden, he's out of there a week later. Like, how is it that it took that, not Bill O'Brien just, like, effing away easy wins for the past five years for them to finally just cut ties with that dude? It's it's the good old boys network that floats around the NFL. So this brings me to my next question. Is there room for a guy like Daryl Morey in the NFL? So Daryl Morey stepped down as the Rockets GM and there have been suggestions that the Houston Texan, Texans should take a look at bringing Daryl Morey into the NFL. Mm-hmm. Is there room for Paul D. Podesto tried this with the Browns? Right. Is there room for somebody like Daryl Morey in the NFL that can look at it and just go, dude, this just makes sense? Yeah, it's a really stupid idea. To bring in uh, Daryl Morey. Yeah, yeah, it's really dumb. It's It makes absolutely no sense. Him specifically or an analytics? No, uh, Daryl Morey. Okay. Um, does Daryl Morey have experience in being a general manager for a football team? No, but you don't have to bring him in as a general manager. You can bring him in as a talent evaluator. Oh, you can talent bring him evaluator. In a, I'm just asking. Ha, has Daryl Morey ever been a talent evaluator for any NFL team? No. Okay. Well, there's your answer. Would you bring, again, a guy like that, that would, money ball in football, will it ever happen? Um, has Moneyball ever worked in, in an NFL team before? <laughs> because there is a case study for it. Yes. It was uh, Dee Podesto. Paul Dee Podesto went yes. with the Cleveland Browns, and uh, he ended up leaving before he could see his full vision. Oh, right. Well, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's what the best always say once they get fired. <laughs> it was he hired in 2010 or something, and then he – no, he was hired in 2016 by the Cleveland Browns. He came from baseball. And yeah. I'm trying to see yeah. what he, where he's at now. You know, we we talk about this often on the show. And this no, he's still up. he's still with the Browns. Yeah, he is. Well, okay, so the money ball didn't work. Well, Browns um, are Browns are a good football team right now. They look pretty. Good. I know, right? <laughs> you have to load your team with a bunch of talent. Who would have known that loading your team with your a bunch of really guy. talented players would work? Here's your money ball guy. He's there. You and I have talked about this a lot on the show. Uh, we come back to this a lot with NFL teams, and we usually come back to this uh, conversation where uh, people are hiring or firing. 
It's that NFL teams, for as much as we want to think, uh, base their hiring and firing decisions and our personnel decisions off of, like, uh, you know, talent or, uh, you know, uh, proven track record of winning or blah, blah, blah. A lot of the times they just kind of go with what they know. Yep. And they go with the guys they trust. And they it's like any other company. It's like here at Intercom. Like, I'll tell you, I probably, if I keep doing what I'm doing, won't get fired. I could potentially get laid off because they just can't pay me anymore. But they probably will never fire me because I kind of do what I need to do. Yep. I show up on time all the time and I don't I don't make any waves. I think that's kind of how NFL teams are, is that like if you find a guy like, say, Romeo Cornell, who knows how to do his job, seems to kind of find a little bit of success and you trust him. Well, why would I fire the guy? Yeah, well, I don't know. I think that's the case. And so uh, drawing it back to Daryl Morey is that I don't know how much you can trust Daryl Morey because he hasn't been in the NFL and he's not one of the uh, one of the guys. He's not. He doesn't have a track record yet of showing that you can trust him, at least in this league. You know, maybe in the NBA you can, because no doubt he was probably a very good GM. It's just he kind of tired out there. It's just he's not one of the guys. Well, I was trying to remember the Paul Di Podesto timeline, so I pulled up his page. So he spent his entire career in baseball. Mm. Uh, he was most recently with the New York Mets in 2010. And then in January of 2016, he was hired by the Browns. Mm. And he is their his title is chief strategy officer. Analytics are in football, and I always try to find one of those you know next gen stats to drive you crazy in our what to watch segment. And we'll do yeah. that again today. Yeah, dude, give me war. But I it, want war. <laughs> well, it was uh, Vikings Seahawks. Mike Zimmer has the ball mm. fourth and one, right, with a chance to easily kick a field goal to go up by eight. Or end the game by going in on fourth down. Right. Look at the plus minus. The analytics said the best move to do was going for it on fourth down. Did they get it? No. Did they win the game? No, because Russell Wilson. If you're in that situation, the guys are going with the numbers sometimes. It's just the, the, the league will change. It will just change slowly because it's the NFL. Uh, I just totally don't agree with you. Okay. Fair. You don't, don't. Ha- you don't it's have just to been years and years and years of proof that, like, well, like I understand. If that. you have the best players, you're probably going to win. Well, we'll sit back. Well, yes, but if you if I you just, if you can evaluate Moneyball is about evaluating players differently, and if just the best guy from the combine at guard or the guy that if you can find your your Scott Hatterberg of left guards, is there a guy out there that grades out better without being the most talented all around player? That's what analytics is. I can't believe you, man. You've been drinking the Kool Aid. You're analytics guy now. You love it. I do. I do. I'm I all... bet you analytics your life out. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, everything. Of Have you ever course. seen my login for Microsoft well, listen, Excel? This, this is why we do poll questions is so we can learn more about our audience. We have a poll question. Go to at SinnerSaint1080 on Twitter. Vote now, and we will get you those results next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. When we look at the future of the NFL, whether or not it contains Moneyball, will be up in the air. One thing we know for sure mm-hmm. will probably contain a Manning at quarterback. Mm. Right? Right. Emma Wright? Yes. So we need to know, do, do the Mannings have uh, sons? Uh, do you know if Eli has any sons? 
Uh, no. Three daughters. And then last year, 2019, he had a son, Charles. Charles, man. Charles. We'll have to wait a few years for Charles. Charles. Peyton, Peyton has one son. He had twins. Uh, so he has a boy and a girl. Uh, you know, the... Uh, Dallas and Mi- Shooter. Mix set. Dallas Marshall Manning. and Mosley Manning. I was close. You actually kind of were. Marshall, Shooter, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I have him uh, born in 2011, so it's going to be a few years. So how long do we have to wait for a Manning protege mm. to come uh, into the league? Well, uh, Arch Manning, son of Cooper Manning, mm. is uh, the heir apparent, apparently. Mm. And Arch is a sophomore playing high school football in the New Orleans area. Nice. Yeah, at a private school, same place where his brothers, or uh, I'm sorry, his uncles played. Mm -hmm. And so there was some video showing that this kid is pretty unstoppable. Arch Manning, watch out world. Yes. So you and I, of course, uh, had a conversation about this before the show because we do so much preparation for this. Quite a lot. And it led to the question... How hard is it to look awesome as a high school quarterback? So, Will, what is our poll question today? So that stemmed off into saying you're the head coach of a high school football team. Which position group has the most, for the radio audience, just say weak kids? (laughs) And that means what is the position in high school football where just like the worst players as a group, just get yeah, where, where are the worst players on a high school football team put? The, the smallest kids, the ones that probably don't have a future beyond the high school turf. Just the athletically yeah. stunted. Listen, he we, we got to put him somewhere. Where do we put him? We need to fill this position. Who do we put there? And uh, what, what are the position options if you want to start with the lowest number of votes and work your way up so a tie for third with 7.6 percent of the vote are guard and nose tackle oh they're giving uh, some talent to the to the heavy kids yeah okay uh 31 percent say the wing t quarterback Ooh, the wing t quarterback which is a thing yeah they're saying that that is a weaker position than the nose tackle or the guard i don't know if i 100 percent agree with that but Eh. eh. Uh, and 53% say, and this is the one that you and I both said, like, immediately when we start having this conversation, corner. The corner. That's the where. corner position. How hard is it to expose the edges of a high school offense? If you have any arm talent, and not all quarterbacks do, hence the wing T quarterback being in there, not all quarterbacks can throw the ball to the edge, to the sideline. No. The, the deep fade. No. The, the routes that really put the cornerback on an island. Yes. But some can, and if they can, it's pretty easy to have success. Well, not only that, it's that, like, okay, as a high school defense, when do you ever go man on the corners anyway? Very. You very, very seldom. Yep. Very seldom it, do that. It's when you have the undersized electric wide receiver who also plays corner you let him take sure the other team's best receiver that is a rare athlete usually a good tall wide receiver if he's lanky yeah. he ain't playing defense no 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 and if he's got any size to him he's playing d end yeah because you put a guy that's six four or above you just put him at d end he's got any 
width to them at all. Your your tight ends, your your bigger wide receivers, they're playing. They're not playing corner. You don't put anybody over six foot out on the edges. Come on. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I think every single one of our defenses was just zone. Oh yeah, because just cover four. Let's think go. about it this way: is like if you're throwing to the wide side of the field, right? Because most of the time you will put, unless you have a play drawn up where it is, in fact, an ISO route. Yeah. Like, you're putting your best receiver, and you're trying to position them on the wide side of the field so you can give them more room. Yep. Um, but they're also not taking very wide splits in that situation either. You're giving right. them room to operate. And just think about a high school quarterback having to throw even the simplest of routes, say, like a stop yep. or a slant or a curl or just any of that. Like 30 yards, well, not 30 yards, 20 yards in the because air, of the on line. Yep. You're going to, the route's 10, you're coming back. Add 10 more because of the space in between. You're not going to throw that accurately. Nope. So I will put the weakest member of the team at corner and just cross my fingers for the best. So let's not evaluate future star quarterbacks. No. Well, they're in high school. No, no. And, and if you are, because this does happen, you have Elite 11 camps. You have, you know, quarterback camps from every NFL quarterback in the league. They go and they have high school camps. That's where the evaluation process takes shape. It is not from game tape. And I realize he's probably playing in an elite league in the South, and it's probably a little bit better. He he would definitely be, definitely be good enough for the Northwest uh, if he were to come up here. And I'm, the competition level is different. What did you say? High school football is like college in the South is like college football in, in the West. Now, high school football for us is like college is like pro football in the South. And then Wait, what? Yeah. And then college football in, in here is basically like all star, all American Hall of Famers in the South in high school. though. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. it's two levels up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's they take the it a little bit more serious. So may, maybe our evaluation is from a Northwest standpoint. It but. just means more out here. Uh, no, I think it means more out there. Oh. Yeah. That's the SEC. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. Yeah, it means more yeah. here. It just means more out here. Yeah, I would agree. I actually, I actually think that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. You would disagree? I don't know. Where does college football mean more? Oregon State or Alabama or Auburn or any school? Louisiana State. Uh, let me ask you something. Vanderbilt. Are they playing Missouri. football games during a global pandemic right now oh, in yeah. Alabama? Oh, yeah. Did Are the they coach Oregon get, State? Did, did the head coach and athletic director test positive for COVID and they did not shut down the facility? Yeah. And is he back on the sideline today? Yeah. It just means more out here. I have a new favorite baseball player, and the playoffs are kind of fun. After this. It's just the two of us. Whatever this was playing uh, yesterday in anyone's home during the sixth inning of the Dodgers-Braves game. Did you see what happened in the sixth inning of the Dodgers-Braves game yesterday? What happened? From the first time the doctor Will Smith at the plate for the Los Angeles Dodgers hitting against Will Smith. 
pitching for the Atlanta Braves. And Will Smith hit a home run to give the Dodgers the lead, carry them to a game five victory. Now it is a 3-2 series, game six tonight. Will Smith versus Will Smith, just the two of us. You don't love that combo? You're not even reacting to Will Smith versus Will Smith. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how uh, how you're supposed to react to that. What do you mean? Two guys, same name. First time in playoff history. Some reaction. You don't need to have a big reaction. I will say. I don't know. I, what, what does that do? What, I, what, what did you gain from that? I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what I gained from that. Driving in this morning. Yeah. Uh, I, I get in the car as Dari and Mel are starting their show. Yeah. Well, we just saw them on the way out. We did. Yeah. Yes, but I... Of course, we yeah. always do. Yeah, we always well, talk to them for a I little bit. I didn't just see them on the way out. We did bro hugs right. with masks. Yeah. And then we uh, did the fist pound. Yeah. And then uh, Dari and I have got this thing where we kind of go, it's not patty cake, but it feels a little like patty cake, mm. but he invented this secret handshake that we have now. Yeah, he did. And he goes into the whole thing. And then Mel always does a thing where he just does the chin lift. Hoist. Yeah, just yeah. a slight chin lift. Yep, now, are you bringing food to the barbecue tonight at Dari's? Uh, he told me not to. Okay. Yeah. He said, he, I told me to bring beer. Okay. Yeah. All right. He said, he's got the food. Okay. What did he tell you to bring? Cause you don't drink. I wasn't, mm, I wasn't certain. It's like, I didn't listen to him when he was talking. Yeah. No, I just so heard I'm, barbecue. Yeah. He told me to bring beer, but I know that you don't drink. So you wouldn't do that. No. You know what? He said, probably told you to bring fish, bring something for yourself. Cause okay. he, he's cooking pork. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. So bring, bring something for your pescatarian ass. I will. Yeah. And he he'll take care of the he'll take care of the meat for us uh, Neanderthals. Good heathens. So every sports center update that I heard prior to the show, the first thing was Will Smith versus Will Smith audio because it was the biggest greatest thing in the world. The entire open to Dari and Mel was Will Smith versus Will Smith. So I wanted to bring it up to see what your reaction would be. And that and was kind of it. I don't know if I'm disappointed or not. You literally had no reaction to that. Well, because this is one of those things where it's like nothing was really gained from that. Well, no, there was a home run that took a okay. That's a, what that I wanted to hear. win in a decisive moment in a baseball game. It just happened to be Will Smith versus Will Smith. Yeah, I, I, I just, did frame it that way. To me, though, that is how it was framed by the sports media. And in fact, uh, when I went on uh, Twitter, yeah. that was literally one of the biggest hashtags. Can it I tell wasn't you? the win. It was just that Will Smith was trending. And I was like, why is Will Smith trending? And I scrolled down and read it. And I was like, okay. Can I tell you my favorite tweet from the Twitter storm that was yeah. around that? Guy says, I feel bad for non-baseball fans that see that Will Smith is trending just to click on and see it's something stupid about baseball. <laughs> which is, I thought of I you. Did. Which I thought of you immediately. I know. I thought you it was going to be Will Smith. I know you did. I thought it was going to be some movie Like news. Will Smith died or something. And you're like, oh my God. Or he got COVID. That's always oh, the yeah, word you get been, on yeah, Twitter now. If you see a celebrity who's trending like out of nowhere. It's one of those things where, and if you like the celebrity, it's one of those things where you're like, Oh crap, please don't have COVID or please don't be like dying or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I got this, I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, great. They're both named Will Smith. Yes. It's amusing. 
It's amusing. That's all it needs to be. Oh, it's delightful. <laughs> Honey, come in quick. Two men with the same names are just competing in baseball. Can I tell you that I did check to see if, because this is the first time in postseason history. Mm. Uh, can I tell you that I pulled up to see who else had uh, hit against each other? With the same names. 24 times, Dave Roberts, who pitched from 1969 to 1981, pitched against Dave Roberts, who was a position player and the managers currently of the Dodgers, uh, from, played from 80, uh, 72 to 82. They faced off 24 times, never in the playoffs. So Dave and Dave. Dave Roberts and Dave Roberts. Now Dave Roberts, the manager for the Dodgers. Well, who won more? Uh, let's see. So, Was it Dave? Ooh, you know what? I do not have the stats on this. Damn you, Reddit, for yeah. not helping me out. Um, well, it couldn't have been Dave. Two other questions for you. So I don't know if you saw this. The Astros pushed the Tampa Bay Rays to a game seven. I saw that. The Rays were up 3-0 in the series. This is only the second time ever. The last time that it went to a game seven, the Red Sox beat the Yankees. Mm. Astros, most hated team in baseball. If we had a baseball season with fans, they would have been booed relentlessly. They were beaned a few times. Obviously, they're not cheating, right? No, they are. Okay. Oh, fantastic. I like that yeah. angle, too. Uh, do they get any credit if they go to the World Series and win this year? Do you give? Do you hate them more or less? Uh, just the same. The same. It, for anybody that they're thinks the that they're not cheating in some way, you're really fooling yourself. Because they barely limped into the yes. playoffs, the expanded playoffs, and now here they are. Because, see, there's this thing in human nature <laughs> that if there is not proper retribution for something you have done that's either immoral or wrong, you kind of start getting the thought in your head like, well, why would we stop doing it? Yeah, I think I could probably do this again and it would be okay. Yeah. Uh, see Patriots. That's what the yeah. Patriots have continually done. They have not been punished enough in any way to go, oh, well, I shouldn't do this anymore. Yeah. That's what this was with the Astros. That's why baseball completely f this up. <laughs> and if there's anyone out there that wants to still support this league after this, I, I don't know what you're doing with your time. So you're saying, go, you're saying go raise. Sure. Go raise. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Seriously. Don't care. It really did ruin the season. Yeah. I, I, okay. I honestly believe, and okay. I think you'll talk to a lot of baseball fans. And in fact, Isaac, who's I have to do the poll question for, cause he screams at computers and thinks that works. It doesn't. No, it doesn't it, work. It will yeah. soon. Yeah. In fact, who would have known that if you shut yourself out from technology that it would catch up to you one day and have to be part of your life? Anyways. He had a poll question that was basically all about the idea of, does this really bother you that the Astros yeah. are doing incredibly well? And overwhelmingly, everybody was like, yes, this is really bothering That's us. That's why I asked you. Well, hey, you know what would have stopped them from doing really well? Suspending them for a Thank season. You. I agree. Just I tell them you can't play for a whole season. That's it. And you know what's even crazier about that? It would have totally worked because yep. there's a bunch of teams that didn't even make any money this season because of the whole COVID thing. It's stupid. It's stupid that they're in this. It's stupid that they got a slap on the wrist. And it's stupid that people still watch baseball and know this. Yes. It uh, is. I'm sorry. Here is your final question. I showed you a video clip. Would you agree that the greatest baseball player now, at least my favorite baseball player now, is Lin Che Song 
in the Taiwanese baseball league. No question. No question. You need to go and watch this clip. Center fielder for, oh, geez, who's even play the Fubon Guardians. Oh, leaps, the Guardians. The le- leaps over the center field fence, catches a home run, but just puts his head down afterwards, and there's no indication he caught the ball. The guy that thinks he hits a home run runs all the way around the bases, touches home plate, and then the guy casually flips the ball in from center field. And there's like three minutes of just everybody going, wait, did he catch it? What the hell happened? It's did awesome. this guy catch it? And no better reaction than uh, the guy that hit the home run just staring out at it, who sprinted around the bases in no uh, no type of showmanship or anything, just was excited for his home run. And the guy just flips it in casually. Go look up that video. We will tell you what else to watch next. It's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. This is 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. There are some great matchups in the NFL, but I'm always uh, happy to see that there are some terrible matchups in the NFL. If I forced you to sit down and watch one of these two football games, which one would you watch at 10 o'clock? Falcons, 0-5, at 1-4 Vikings, or 1-4 Washington football team, at 0-5 New York Giants, which one would you watch if I made you watch one of them? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I would have said Falcons if Dan Quinn didn't get fired. <laughs> but now he's been fired, so there's no mystique. <laughs> there's no thinking that he's going to yeah, bounce back. I don't know. I, it'd be kind of funny to watch Daniel Jones get hit a lot. Yeah, so there you go. I'll yeah, there you one. go. Deep, and it's a division matchup. Yeah, okay, <laughs> they sure. They probably still have a chance to win that division, yes, too. Yes, the worst division ever. I'll pick that yeah, one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, if I gave you 1-3 Lions at 1-4 Jaguars or 0-5 Jets at 2-3 Dolphins. Oh, Jets Dolphins, easy. Jets Dolphins. Dude, right, those perfect. games are always great. Perfect. Because they're just so terrible. And then it always ends up, at least in the past <laughs> couple of years, it's always ended up to be a close game. So All I right. picked that. Perfect. All right. Well, there's a sea of great games in the NFL uh, this weekend. Uh, and we've got uh, Georgia versus Alabama. Uh, what are you watching this weekend, Will? I am totally picking the Monday night game, which is a perfect game. It is the Bills and the Chiefs. The and it's Bills who got game. annihilated. Yes, they did. But it's a proven game for the Bills, is what I would say, is that you're now taking on the Super Bowl champions and uh, the defending Super Bowl champions. And everybody has been talking about you as a dark horse preseason. And then a lot of people kind of felt like, well, that prophecy came to be. This is the test, though. Even if they lose, 
It needs to be a close loss, something that shows that they're at least on that level. This happened with the Bills last year when they played the Patriots. They had started out something like 3-0. and And then they played the Patriots, and they kind of got beat pretty handily. And everybody went, eh, they're not done. yet. Yeah. yeah. Go it, away. Yeah, it wasn't so much like, oh, they suck. It was like, no, nah, not yet. You're not there yet. If they can at least lose a little bit or win, this is when you can finally say, I think the Bills can take control of that division. Because it's up for grabs this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, the game that I have circled on the calendar is the Steelers and Browns. Mm. And the main reason that I have it circled is every time I heard anybody talk about this game all week, it was a foregone conclusion that the Steelers would run away with it. Sure. Oh, it's the Steelers. Steelers, Steelers, Steelers. They're surprisingly very good. Yes, I understand that. But they're also not a dominant team, and nobody wins all their football games. Going into last week, there was no way the Chiefs were going to lose. Going into, you know, any given Sunday, any team can lose. The Browns look to be a very good football team. Their defensive line is quite formidable. Their run game is outstanding. Baker Mayfield's playing well. So that is the game that I have circled on. If you have to watch one game, I would like to see how good the Steelers actually are and how good the Browns actually are. It's kind of funny that the Browns are good this year. Well, here's your opportunity to see it, what it is. And, and this is always one of two matchups. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens here, but that's the the game that I have circled for you. Anything outside of of, of sports this weekend? Uh, I tried watching the haunting of Blair, somebody on Netflix. HBO max has the pandemic special by South park. Oh, I need to watch that. Yeah, I watched it yesterday. I it, haven't seen that yet. It's pretty ridiculous, uh, as you would expect from South Park. But yeah, uh, if you have HBO Max, go out and watch that. Uh, which was one that you? I should have it's listened. It's the haunted. It's some stupid, scary show. We watched one episode, and my yeah. wife was kind of eh about it, and I was I was bored. The other thing, if you have Disney Plus, all of the Treehouse of Horror episodes are queued up for you uh, from The Simpsons. We watched a couple of those; those are good. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. We are done. Bye-bye. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.